bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I'm excited to be here because I am live at the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts at the MLK Celebration. If you are not down here, you still have time to get here. It's the 39th annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration. It's about art, it's about writing, and it's about speech contests. They're going with the title, Working Toward a World of Peace. And so we're here. This program is presented by Bader Philanthropies Incorporated and hosted by Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. And so we're proud to be here. We're proud to support our youth in the Milwaukee community. We're proud to support the life and the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And so it's great to be here if you have time. You should probably jump in your car, drive down here, and hang out. Um, we've got some great information on the art contestants, the speech contest winners, the writing contest winners for grades uh, 2 to 3, 4 to 5, 6th grade, and 7th and 8th. So we've got all sorts of things for all the kids here in the Milwaukee area. And I think it's important that we remember what Dr. King presented this day. So we'll be hearing about it every day. But I think we should be talking about it more than just on his birthday or when we get a reminder when someone, you know, talks about those types of things. And so I can only imagine today that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King is probably rolling around in his grave right now. I was looking at a story on CNN. Representative George Santos, if you haven't heard about him, He's the recently elected GOP congressman from New York who has admitted to lying about parts of his resume. Now, I don't, I don't know if we can go with parts of his resume or all of his resume, but um, I'm thinking on a day like today, it's important to remember 
the things that he did in relation to Dr. King. Uh, he's facing escalating backlash from his own party. He's a Republican. As a growing number of House Republicans and Democrats um, call for him to resign or say he can't serve effectively, even as the Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has stood by him this entire time. Now, that is kind of strange to me. So the story goes on to say that Santos, well, he's been pretty defiant. He's been pretty defiant. Um, he's pushed back on calls for his resignation. House GOP leadership has not called him to do so, which I think is utterly and totally ridiculous. But instead, McCarthy, a Republican from California, has indicated that he'll not join in demands from New York GOP leaders because the people in New York are the ones that actually voted him in. And so while I understand that, you know, we have to understand McCarthy is a Republican from California and has, in, has indicated he will not join demands from GOP leaders in New York for him to resign and has indicated that Santos is on track to still receive committee assignments. Now, I think that is an utterly ridiculous and downright stupid thing to do. McCarthy told reporters last Thursday that Santos has a long way to go to earn trust and that concerns, those concerns could, could really be investigated by the House Ethics Committee. But why would we wait for a House Ethics Committee when a person actually admitted to lying? Like he, he actually, when they asked, he, he admitted that the information of where he worked the information of schooling that he had was a lie. If Santos were not Hispanic, would we be having this conversation? So he has a long way to earn trust and that cons those concerns can be investigated by the Ethics Committee, but McCarthy emphasized that he's a part of the House GOP conference. Now, Here's my question. Isn't, isn't it the Republicans that always spout off about what the good Reverend Doctor said about judging someone by the content of their character and not the color of their skin? I mean, isn't it the Republicans who spouted off about if the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was alive today, he'd be a Republican? I have no idea how they know that, but whatever. King said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Well, I want you to think about this. On this day, on this MLK day of service, as you hear the music playing in the background at the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. Think about the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Should he judge George Santos? Not by the color of his skin. Should he judge George Santos not by the political party he supports? George Santos, on this MLK Day of Service, should be judged by the content of his character.
And if I do say so myself, only two words describe him in relation to MLK. You know what that is? No character. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I got to see if I can get a hold of some talking text so y'all can so y'all can hit me and talk about all the stuff I want to talk about. It's MLK Day. We are downtown live at the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts to watch our young children here in the city of Milwaukee be able to actually... Um, present themselves through the arts, through the writing, through speaking, so that they'll have an opportunity to show us uh, what exactly um, they can do. And so I think it's important that we remember this day, that we can't let this day just go. We have to make it a point to let this day move forward and think about a day of service every single day. But is the how can I say this? Does the black community back Martin Luther King the way we should? Do we, do we actually, you know, give him the kudos he deserves? Yeah, we do it every year. We do the whole, um, you know, the, the, I was about to say parties. <laughs> we, we do the whole um, presentations and speeches and arts and all that stuff. But when it comes down to actually supporting what he said, you know, Sherman Hughes asked me a question earlier today, and he said, and I, I forget because I was asked so many questions today about um, MLK. And I thought to myself, is the world ready to move forward from Martin Luther King? We keep coming back every year. Every year we keep doing the same thing and talking about the same people. And the Fannie Lou Hamers and the right and Black History Month is coming up. Aren't there? Isn't there anybody new? Isn't there anybody that we haven't heard that has made um, gangbusters? Right in the black community. What about me? How come my picture's not up somewhere? I'm just kidding. But think about that. We've got some significant people here in the city of Milwaukee that have done phenomenal things for the black community, and that is held it down for decades and we don't give them their flowers while they're living we keep going back to the old uh, <laughs> the old regulars like the Martin Luther King and, and it's no disrespect to Martin Luther King his sacrifice for America was something that few Americans have done if you can come up with a person Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. If you can come up with a person that has made a significant contribution to America the way Martin Luther King has, give me a call. 
I want to know who. Because I have some questions. Because I think it's important that we start to move the younger generations beyond the time-tested old people that we just keep talking about every single month, every time, right? We've got some phenomenal people here in the city um, that I'm going to be highlighting for the month of February that you may not have heard of, that you may not know they were there, but the significance of their contribution to Milwaukee literally changed it. Literally. Put men and women in schools and jobs. And I, for one, want to thank them. And so next month, I'm going to be taking some, some pointed time to, to look at what it takes in order to uh, make sure people in our community understand exactly what it is that we need to do. I say this to move beyond MLK. It's time. You, but I, I can't hear words you're saying. You just put you want to put some headphones on the top. Oh, I'm deaf now. I'm sorry. I just said he's been gone for 50 years. I think it's time for us to focus on some other leaders by holding up his legacy as well. Now, Kyle went to school in Whitefish Bay, and he already admitted he wasn't good at math, but it's 60 years. 60 years. I'm 50 plus years. <laughs> I just threw a number out there. I just threw a number out there. But, no, I, I'm with you, Dr. Ken. I think it's time for us to find new Find others, people, other people's legacy that we can uplift. And I think it starts with people really putting in the work to try to be that leader. Sure, sure. And us actually embracing those individuals instead of trying to be crabs in a bucket, trying to pull each other down like we're competing with one another rather than trying to uplift and come. You don't have to come together as a one, but definitely support each other's movements as we all try to move in the same direction. But what does that leader look like? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> African American. Wow. Really? That's my only requirement. Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm told you're too close to the mic, so you oh. should probably put the headset on, or because because otherwise, you know, Carrie Noni gonna be down here. I was trying to be. There she gonna be whooping up on me on MLK Day of Service. Yeah, I was trying to be just talking to it, <laughs> get up out of here, and let you do your thing. I feel you. I feel you, and I. I, I, I can appreciate that. But your generation is the generation that needs to find those people. And, you know, the problem I have is, again, this is me saying we need to uplift one another. I feel like there's so many people that want to be the desire to be more front and center than actually do the work. Like people want to do the work, but they also want to have the recognition. They also want to have the fame. They want all the accolades that come with it. Where I, you know, I wasn't around when Dr. Martin, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was around, but I felt like the work that he did. He did it because he was passionate about it. This man literally gave his life right. to social justice, to civil rights, to trying to move our people in equality forward for all. You right. know, and I know Sherwin talked about it before, the poor people's movement. Right. And, it, it, right. and poor people ain't just black people. Right. And so trying to move society along in the right Correct. direction. And, you know, there wasn't social media at the time. There wasn't. He, he got the recognition through the awards he got and the media and he got he got all of that and i'm sure that fed his ego i'm sure it did but i feel like well, he now had a few misfires in his past yeah 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 misfires. like 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 most people yeah i mean and, and that and that, and we, that happens. all come short and but i'm just saying i feel like we live in a time now but it's so important that we're so addicted to the attention that the attention that we get could hold us back from truly being great because 
we want that attention more than we want to move people forward. And so I, I just think we're just a victim of the times. But I, I, really? I, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I, I feel like Obama could do a lot more with his voice after being president. But now, I mean, Obama is not out there. I will say this. Jimmy Carter, post-presidency, and granted Obama's only been out for Has done more. six years. Yes. Jimmy Carter, post-presidency, did so much to continue the work right. that he probably was more impactful as a citizen, a former president, than he was actually as a president impacting people. And I think we just Correct. need to have somebody that's willing to do that. And again, no knock on Obama. He got a Too lot late. of things he want to do. But, Too late. But no, I, I feel like he has the voice that can, can, that can really resonate and create change and he does it, but I think he can do it on a larger scale. Do you think we spend time trying to show that we are so um, trying to show that we are so fair that we miss when the time comes to not be fair? What do you mean by fair? Well, there are some things where people take advantage of us, take advantage of what we do, take advantage of those things, and there's there there's a time where we we really need to step up and say, no, you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I know that black people have been trying to build a community center in Milwaukee for decades. Like when I, when I first got here in 93, around 94, 95, no, it was after I joined the frat in 96. I asked some people, hey, why, why, don't, why don't we have our own community center? And they said, well, we tried, but they won't let us. Mm. I'm like, they who? Well, you know, you got the Italian Community Center, and they don't want to have another one. And I said, well, then don't build it downtown. You've got how many suburbs where we live? Put it in Brown Deer. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things, but we are so short-sighted. And I, I, I told Sherman this earlier this morning. If you have a comment, 833-212-1017, you can call or hit us on the talk and text. I told um I told Sherwin this morning, I said, you know, we're spending an inordinate amount of time only doing one thing, as if we can't do two things at one time. Like, we have an issue with education because everybody thinks they have the way for education. Mm -hmm. Keith Posley, who we just saw, is just one person. Now we got teachers unions, we got school board, we got parents, we got students, business, all working together on different parts to make sure the system flows. But we have too many people saying, no, you have to actually follow me. I know the best way. As if being a certified teacher makes you better. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's unfortunate because teachers worked hard for that certification and get that education so that they could teach our kids and do a phenomenal job, which they do. How do we switch that in the next 60 years? Well, I think there needs to be a little bit of a shift and with people thinking that the certification makes you the expert, it makes you that you're more trained. But just because I don't have a teaching certificate doesn't mean I don't have the ability to teach. Correct. And so I, I think it just comes a little bit with our ego and taking a step back and doing what's best for the kids mm -hmm. and what's best for our society. And unfortunately, here in Milwaukee, I can't speak on any other school district, whether it's in Chicago, Detroit, Mississippi, or I shouldn't say Mississippi. <laughs> I, should, I, I should say I just say Jackson, uh, Memphis. I can't speak on those because I'm not from there and I, I, I'm not part of that community. But when I see in our community, I, I definitely think there needs to be something that needs to be changed up in order to educate our students. I look at some schools like Milwaukee College Prep that has found success in the K through eight model. Now I'm not sure what their model is or what they're doing, <laughs> right. but they but they found some 
success with that. And I'm not saying we have to collaborate, but I do think there should be a meeting of the minds because the most important thing is putting the kids first. And so right now, again, this competition with one another mm -hmm. is what we're in instead of focusing on the end goal, which is making sure that they are producing the future leaders of tomorrow. And that's what we are failing to do is consistently have a pipeline of employment coming from Milwaukee that is so passionate about their education that they got that they want to graduate and they want to find a way to give back. That is so very true. Lisa, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hi. Hey, hey, speaking of giving back, I was thinking about the most powerful people in the world and where they stayed was most of them were Chicago. We have right. Michael Jordan, we have Obama, we have Oprah, we had I thought it was Donald Trump. I don't know. But no. huge people. I think Kanye Kanye, I don't know if he stayed there, but why yep, are, they, are they not coming together to help, you know what I mean, hope? First of all, I think you're on to something. But second, they came together and put together the National Museum of African American Art and History. And then that was it. That's awesome. Yep. But they have so much positivity. They should be sharing with us how to, True. you know what I True. mean, how to use True. it. And so then how, how would you want them to, before we go to break, how would you want them to use that? You've, you've got, let me see, you said Michael Jordan, you got, you got Oprah Winfrey, you got Kanye West, and, and Obama. Uh, oh, what, Obama, what's, what's his name? Common. You got all these people from Chicago that are, you know, ballers, shot callers. What is it they need to do? I, I, think, we, I think they got an example. Did we not have a we are the world? Come together. Didn't we? Did we not have all those superstars singing a song, We Are the World? Why yeah, can't they come yeah. together and have a different uh, motive instead of feeding, you know, maybe maybe giving us food for our, our mind? That's a hard question. That's, that's a very difficult question. And, and I agree with you, Lisa. One thing, my response would be you ask what can they do and how can they come together? And I think that response would be there are a lot of different organizations. And recently when um, Kyrie Irving and Kanye West made some of those comments, made some of those comments uh, that were seen as anti-Semitic, there were political action committees and there were just organizations that give a lot of money right. that basically – put applied pressure to the Brooklyn Nets and applied pressure to Nike because they did not feel comfortable with the rhetoric being said from Kyrie and Kanye. Right. And I don't feel, I feel like these rich individuals in the black community need to have lobbyists and need to have political action committees where you're able to put money in these people's pockets because at the end of the day, politicians can act like they're free to do what they want. No, no, no. Politicians need money in order to help them get reelected. Because that's what really funds a lot of their elections. And I feel like we don't invest enough money in the game that other people are playing. And until we do that, we won't have the power in order to move the needle because people don't care about our problems. They don't take our problems seriously. They throw a couple of dollars out here. Here, here's some money here and build that and have fun with that. But in, unless we want serious change, we need to really start having these rich people put money in their pockets and funding these politicians and let the politicians know. If you want to continue, the NRA is the scariest packed or lobbyist group out there because they fund a lot of people. They give grades out, Dr. Kid. 
Yeah. They get grades out. And if you get a low grade, if you are a conservative individual, you get a low grade from the, uh, from the, from the NRA, that may not look good in your district. Right. And so we need to get that type of power, and that comes with money, and that comes with funding politicians and, uh, to basically have them push our agenda. So, Lisa, do you think last, – last question, Lisa. Do you think we already have that power? As in to give to give that power, or I think I think you guys have that power right now. You are on the radio. You guys have that power. You have the power, and we're looking for the solution. So okay. I think it's up to you guys. You guys have the baton now. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Give, Thank you so very yep, much. I appreciate give us it. the way out. All right, You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. Take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I guess Lisa gave us our marching papers for the next segment. What what are we – so what needs to be done? There's got to be one main thing and a couple smaller things that need to be done in order to make this city be the stellar city it was when I got here 29 years Ago. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Truth in the Afternoon. We're at the 39th Annual Dr. Martin Luther King Celebration of Art, Writing, and Speech Contest, Working Towards a World of Peace. We're live at the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. Traffic and weather coming up next. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris we are okay wait a minute let me let me get this right because i got hollered at last time and and they they threatened to throw me out of the do 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 of the marcus performing arts center because i'm old school i said center for performing arts and it was like <laughs> what are you talking about so we have a guest here today we have a student from milwaukee public schools her name is talia grant and um, I already am a little apprehensive on talking to her because, you know, when you meet people and they got like all of that together as a freshman in high school at Riverside University High School. Eh. And then you think about your time in high school. Like, OK. All right. But first, first of all, let me say congratulations. You won first place for the essay today. Yes. Thank you. And I, I think that that in and of itself, the ability to write and the ability to put thoughts on paper and to then speak them. Is, is a phenomenal thing. And so, first of all, I expect great things for you over the next four and a half years. Thank I'm sorry, you. three and a half years. Now, are you thinking about going to college? Yeah. Where? Um, I want to go to Clark in Clark Atlanta. Atlanta University? Yes. To major in what? Um, cosmetology, and I want to also go to be a doctor. Okay. And so, have you thought about maybe... Wow, medical doctor and cosmetologist. Hmm, sounds like plastic surgery is in her future. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and that's great because you're at an age now where you can change your mind like 10 times between now and 30 and do all of it. Yeah. And so you, you wrote a paper today, and, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Again, congratulations. The, the theme, working toward a world of peace. What, what went into 
you trying to figure out, because that's a lot. You wrote a lot. <laughs> you wrote a lot. What went into your thinking? Like, what things came to mind when you thought about that particular topic? So when she told us that we had to write about what peace means to us, mm-hmm. I thought about my little cousins in, like, abandoned houses. So in my essay, I wrote about, like, we could turn the abandoned houses, open grasses and stuff into beneficial places mm-hmm. that will actually help us young people. Okay. So then I, I thought about my younger cousins. Like, I don't want them growing up in a world, like, when they can't do what they, like, want to do. Like in school wise, and I don't want them growing up to just be nothing. So I feel like if we have more places that they can do stuff that they want to do instead of what other people want to do, like different type of sports mm-hmm. or more places to do different stuff, like new things. Okay. Then it will help them. So you said you're good at math. Yeah. Um, what what other subjects? I know you want to go into the medis the, the medical field, and so to be a to be a medical Science. doctor, you yeah. have to. Love science, and science is just math, right, mm-hmm. in different forms, physics and biology. And so, so why medical doctor? Because, well, honestly, I watch a lot of different stuff. Like, I like helping people. Mm-hmm. So if it's whether I'm giving them treatments or medicine or just helping them with a homework or something like that, I want to do it because I like helping other people. And I like when people, um, like, want help. Mm-hmm. And if they know they need it and they still want the help, because a lot of people need help but don't want the help. So then how are you going to, you know, that's an arduous task, right, to go to undergraduate for science and then take the MCAT and then go to medical school, then do three years of medical school, graduate, and then do your internship, your residency, right? That's a lot. But you have an idea as it relates to cosmetology, Tell me about that. So first, I actually want to go to do go for medical field first because I researched it and it's longer than cosmetology. So I'll go to school for nursing and for the medical field, and then I'll take a little break and then I'll go for cosmetology. What do you mean on. take a little break? Like, like you know how summer oh, I break? I gotta call my friends now. <laughs> She's trying to take a break out of. Like you know how the summer break is. So right. that'll be like my break after I'm done. Right. With However many years I have to go to school for medical field. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I'm done with that, I'll go for cosmetology. So you want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I want to be a doctor. A medical doctor. Yes. You want to be a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go to cosmetology. Yes. I want to make like my own salon. Okay. Anywhere in there you're going to do business? Yeah. Okay. If it's possible. I thought about it, but I don't. I know it's possible to make my own hospital. Anything is possible. Yeah. You want to make your what? Oh, hospital. I'm done. <laughs> hey, Kyle, I'm going home now. I'm, I'm going home. She wants to. Look, we're here talking to <laughs> Kalia Grant, Riverside University High School. She's a freshman and the first place winner for the essay here at uh, the Marcus Performing Arts Center. She wants to start a hospital. <laughs> I want to start a club. I want to. I want to design a car. You want to start a hospital. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I feel like a lot of hospitals are not like good hospitals. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we just make more of them and people that actually enjoys helping people, because I feel like a lot of people that work in the hospital, they like helping people, but they like, oh, I got the job, so might as well. So I feel like people should do something that they actually like doing. So if I build a hospital in the future, I want people to be there that actually wants to help people and actually, like, want to be there. 
You are the first person <laughs> I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and I'm in my 60s that have heard that they wanted to start a hospital. I think that that is a one. It's a monumental task, but it's a doable task because I see the energy you have. I see the drive you have and I see the commitment. And that's great. So congratulations. Thank you. All right. So we're going to be looking for her. She'll be on TV next, and she'll probably be taking over the Nobel Peace Prize in about <laughs> 10, 15 years, and she'll build a hospital. You going to name it after me, though? No. No? You thought up any names for the hospital? Um, I'll probably name it after my papa that passed away when I was younger. Okay. I'll probably name one of the nicknames that he had mm -hmm. that I gave him or his name. And his name was? Neil. Wow. O'Neal. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I expect great things from you. Thank you. And it sounds like you're well on your way. <laughs> she wants to start a hospital. Talia Grant, Riverside University High School freshman, first place today for the 39th MLK Awards for essay. Something I couldn't do when I was her age. So. <laughs> She's got me beat. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 101 The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Um, you know, I got I got to be careful because I got I got hollered at by somebody for getting the name wrong, but we have to do that. We have to move into the 21st century. But we're excited because we're at the 39th MLK uh, presentation. We've got arts, we've got speaking, we've got essays, we got all sorts of things that are going on here. And it's not every day you get to see a room full of kids who are actually doing something that's outside of their comfort level, that's outside of their um, way of living, and do it and win. And just like Miss Grant, the freshman from Riverside University High School, she won first place in the essay. And so taking those first steps, right, in 60 years, we'll be, we'll be looking at her name. Her name will be on the side of a building, on the side of a hospital that she built in her uh, father and grandfather's name. So th those are the types of youth that are down here today that we're looking at, that we're listening to, that we're really, really on point with just understanding that children can do anything they want to do. We have to help them. We have to facilitate it, and we have to make it so. And many times, we have issues doing it because we want them to do it the way we did it. And it's just different. It's not wrong. It's just different. And we have to give them the opportunity to actually get everything together. 833-212-1017 is the number. We are at 
the Marcus Performing Arts Center, and it's the MLK Day of Service. And so we've got a lot of media here, and we've got a lot of uh, folks here from TV that are, that are looking at um, the youth of Milwaukee and how they are making an impact at a young age. The one thing that they can do that will carry them for the rest of their life. The, the one thing they can do that will carry them and allow them to be able to just believe that they can make it. Just, just believe that they can step in and create an essay, an art piece, a speech that gives them the opportunity to speak to the masses. And eventually, those are the types of things that we want. Those are the types of things that we need. Working toward a world of peace. We, we have to make sure that we work toward a world of peace. We've got wars going on in different places. We've got issues here in the city of Milwaukee. And it's important that we take a step back today to kind of, it, it's more of a recalibration day. It's a day to recalibrate and figure out what exactly it is that we need to do in this city and have everybody find their way, their path, and move forward. Now, I'm going I'm, to I'm be honest with you. If I talk to some art winners, they got me beat. Because the one class that I was never, ever, ever, ever good at was art. Now, I could do architecture. I could draw buildings. I can do lettering. I can do... Um, What's what's the the uh, writing? You know the the I'm trying to remember the name of it. The the type of writing you do, right? I can do that calligraphy, right? But I can't. But when it comes to drawing, like somebody's face, nah. I am the stick figure guy, and so to have kids as 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 young as K through second grade step in and be able to come up and be a winner. And so in first place for, for K kindergarten to second grade is Jayla Santana. And for third through fifth grade was Mara Charara from the Milwaukee Academy of Chinese Language. Um, Jayla Santana was from Trowbridge School. Uh, sixth through eighth grade was first place was um, Aida L. Hajar from the University School of Milwaukee and high school was Phoebe Zhang from West Bend East High School. And so I, I think it's important when it comes to art, I know that I'm not holding a candle to them because that's, that's not my piece. <laughs> that's not my way. And I know my weaknesses. And that is definitely one of them. 833-212-1017 is the number. Derek said, Kyle, you got the dream. Yes, that is true. Um, blacks want to show and prove who is more intelligent and who has more education. Nah, I kind of disagree with that. I mean, I know some people do, but all in all, I think people just want to be respected. I think people just want to be respected. Uh, Ash Henry from Lowell International Baccalaureate Elementary School is the K- through two winner, first place for speech, believe it or not. 
uh, Priscilla Nassau, again from Lowell International Baccalaureate Elementary School, it's first place. In the grades fifth and sixth is Christian Lara from Lowell. Um, grades seventh and eighth, first place is Kaylee Phillips from Goldemeyer, upper campus. Uh, ninth through tenth grade is first place is Harmony Allen from Riverside University High School. And of course, grades 11 through 12, Malcolm Bishop from Vincent High School. And so when you think about what youth are doing today, back when I was in school, back when Kyle was at Whitefish Bay, right, doing nothing, playing football and, you know, chasing people, um, those are just things that we never really thought of. I didn't. I never thought of writing essays and getting into those types of things. They always went to the kids with the best grades, the, the kids that were going to, quote, unquote, go to college. I was going to go to college. I mean, I got into the University of Illinois, and then I decided not to get into <laughs> I didn't go there. I went to University of Illinois, Chicago, and then transferred to Illinois State. I think that was the best thing for me at the time. And so even as I look back on a day like today, an MLK Day of Service, even when I look back on difficulties in my life and things that I've done, I remember that it's all together that makes this day as great as it is. It's all together that makes this day um, meaningful for these kids. Now, the writing test, uh, grades second and third, is... Kai Fang from Richard Kluge School and Lismar Soto from Richard Kluge School won first and second place. Um, in grades fourth through fifth, and this is for the writing contest, Mahogany Hill at Samuel Clemens and Leah Stewart was second place. First place for sixth grade was Harper Edmonds from Milwaukee Parkside and Syria Winston Robertson was the 7th and 8th grade winner from High Mount Community School. And so we'll go through some of the other winners that we've been talking about today. We'll have a few people come on and talk to us about what's going on here and what the future holds for these, what I like to call these bright youth here at the Milwaukee, at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. And so I think it's important that we always remember that this is why the truth is here. This is why we do it. You know, not everything we do is is big and boisterous and, you know, uh, um, money-making. Uh, uh, what, what else am I thinking about? Um, brand awareness-making, all that stuff. Sometimes you just have to be here to support the kids. And that's what we did today. It's important that we just support the kids at the 39th MLK presentation here at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. And, and it's important that we remember that because tomorrow things will go back to normal. And I think it's important that we remember that these kids are not the future. They're living it right now. They are living it in this place. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017.